Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 46 of the Computer Business Marketing Show. Today's episode is brought to you by Tech Blog Builder, the blog writing service for IT businesses. We craft content that converts website visitors into customers with 100% unique, SEO-ready, professionally written blog posts delivered on a consistent schedule. Learn more at techblogbuilder.com. It's also brought to you by Tech Site Builder. Tech Site Builder is a hosted website builder that allows you to quickly and easily get a clean, professional, and effective website up and running for your IT business. Save time and frustration with Tech Site Builder. Learn more at techsitebuilder.com. On today's show, we have Jurgen Strauss on to talk about how to create your ideal client profile. Why is it important? How detailed should you get? And once you have it, what the heck do you do with it? Also, I'll be introducing my new service, Tech Blog Builder, and talking a little bit more about what that is. All that and so much more coming up right now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Computer Business Marketing Show. If you own or work in an IT services business, this is the place to be to get more clients, keep them happy, and grow your revenue. You can watch, download, and or subscribe to all show episodes at computerbusinessmarketing.com. Also, don't forget, we do this live every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern. Just uh, jump on over to Facebook. Be sure to like the Tech Site Builder Facebook page, and then click the following tab, and select C first. Um, it's a lot of steps, but it's worth it because once you do that, um, the uh, every time we go live, it'll jump to the top of your Facebook feed, and uh, and that way you won't miss it. We love the guys who uh, the guys and gals who join us here live every week. Um, they add a lot to the show. They ask questions. They interact with us. We're able to answer those questions live. So you know, while you're scrolling through baby pictures and cat videos. Why not um, make it a, a habit to join us here live for the uh, Computer Business Marketing Show? Uh, all right. So today uh, I have we have a, a cool topic. This one is is one of those topics that I always love digging into because it's so important and it's kind of fun. It's like a fun exercise that you can do, mm-hmm. and when you're finished with it, it's going to make a huge difference in your marketing and your your brand, and it's going to make everything so much easier. And I'm talking about your ideal client profile, or some people call it an avatar, or some people call it a persona, or whatever. It's how you determine who your ideal client is, um, what what you need to figure out about that client, uh, how you figure that out, why it's important, and then how to execute on that and use it throughout your marketing efforts. And today uh, we have Jurgen Strauss on, uh, who is going to help us on that journey. Uh, and uh, kind of um, help us figure out how to determine that. Um, so welcome, Jürgen. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks, Matthew. Thanks for having me. It's a privilege to be here. Yeah, uh, and I'm, I'm honored to have you on. Uh, we roll in the same uh, online circles, and you're, you're definitely someone who, who contributes a lot of value to whatever community you're a part of. And uh, I, I think uh, that's why I have you on. <laughs> and I think mm. you're, you're going to do the same here, so I'm looking forward to it. Um, before we dig into the uh, the interview, though, uh, just uh, as usual, got some housekeeping to take care of, some announcements to make. Um, first of all, just want to remind you guys about the Computer Business Marketing Newsletter. That is your weekly dose of computer business marketing tips and tricks. 
so if uh, you know you are struggling to get new clients or if you want to get a different marketing angle or maybe you're just writing a blog post and you're struggling on on the topic um, keep an eye out for the uh, computer business marketing newsletter every week we'll give you the latest podcast podcast episode the latest uh, any posts or videos that I've made and also a curated list of some of the best uh, posts that are out there in the blogosphere about marketing so you know posts on SEO posts on content marketing posts on in-person networking, you know, all different types of marketing tactics. Uh, we curate down a list of the best for you that'll help you with your IT services business. We also talk uh, about some of the uh, popular posts from the Facebook group. Uh, and then we give you every week, we have a tip, a uh, tip of the week, uh, just a nice, quick, digestible, actionable tip that you can take away every week and get motivated to be better at marketing. Because uh, a past guest of ours, uh, I forgot who it was, shoot, but he said that really everybody who owns a computer business should be a marketer first and then uh, a technician or a computer repair person or whatever second. Because without getting the people into your business, without getting the message out there about your business, um, you're not going to be able to do the other work that you love, which is you know, right, yeah. fixing computers and, and all the techie stuff. And you're, mm. Jürgen would agree with that, I if, think. Yeah, every business is in the business of marketing. <laughs> yes, whether you like it or not. So, That's right. Yeah. So here we try to help you like it a little bit and uh, mm. and make it a little bit less mysterious. Uh, and that's, that's what the newsletter does. So head on over to computerbusinessmarketing.com. Right at the top of the page, there is a form you can fill out to get on the newsletter. No spam, uh, just a, a nice weekly digest of tips and tricks. Um, all right, uh, moving on to our sponsor. This is actually a new sponsor, and more than a sponsor, it's a new service that that I created. So this is a new service I'm putting out to the world. It's my baby. This is the announcement of it. This is the first I'm talking about it on the podcast. I'm super excited about it. It's called Tech Blog Builder, and this is a service where you can go to get basically uh, blog posts written for your computer business blog. Um, that's something that... I've actually been doing on Tech Site Builder, you know, the other business that I run, which is uh, where we, the, the website platform for IT services businesses. And through that platform, we've been writing blog posts for computer business owners. So we have an awesome process. I have a, some awesome content writers. We have a very efficient process. So we're able to do it affordably. We're able to get results from it. And I figured um, since we have that available and it's a need that people have, why not make it available to the world for people who aren't on the Tech Site Builder platform? So that's what I've done with Tech Blog Builder. It's uh, basically what we'll do is uh, you sign up for a monthly subscription of either two, four, or eight blog posts. And uh, our writers will get to know your business, the services you provide, um, the kind of the mood that your business is. Is it a fun loving type of business or is it a serious, you know, corporate business? Who are your clients? Who are your ideal clients? We get to know your business and then we um, will write posts about the topics you want us to write about. So we're not going to pretend like we know what your clients are going to want blog posts about. You tell us, you say, Hey, I want a blog post about this new service I'm offering, or Hey, I want a blog post about cryptocurrency because my customers keep asking about it. Or I want a blog post about, um, you know, the latest snafu that Facebook had or some privacy issues or, you know, top, I want a top 10 list of the top 10 reasons 
to use our business or the top t- five uh, ways you can keep your computer secure. Whatever ideas you have, let us know. If you don't have any ideas, let us know. We'll come up with some ideas for you. It's basically, it's a partnership, right? We're going to partner with you. We're going to be your content creator. It's going to be like you have a writer in your back pocket uh, that's writing consistent blog posts. And we talk a lot about on this sh- uh, show about consistency with content, how it's important to keep the content coming out on a consistent basis. And then that way you keep your, your customers, you keep top of mind with your existing customers. And you also establish yourself in as, as an authority um, to existing people out there uh, who can see the services that you're offering, see the helpfulness that you're putting out in the world. And, uh, and then when they're ready to get their computer fixed, they don't even have to think about it. They know, Hey, you know, that, that computer guy that's been posting all those helpful blog posts on social media, that's the person I'm going with because they know what they're talking about. So Tech Blog Builder is there to help you stay consistent with your blog post writing. Um, head on over to techblogbuilder.com and check it out. We actually have a cool diagram on there that breaks down the anatomy of a Tech Blog Builder post. So we say exactly what we do, you know, the captivating headline, a relevant image, uh, the way we link to different pages on your site, the different formatting we use. All of that stuff is part of our formula to not only make it an engaging post for your potential visitors or customers, but also to make it SEO friendly. So it's going to really work for you in the search engines. Uh, it's going to help uh, boost your website in the search engines because Google loves consistent content. They love content that's relevant and that's uh, talking about the topics that matter most to your customers. So it's kind of killing two birds with one stone. You you make Google happy, you make your clients happy, and then of course that makes you happy as the business owner. <laughs> so uh, check that out. Uh, we've got some introductory pricing going. So right now the prices are pretty low. We're not going to be able to keep it that low for too long. Um, so maybe a month or two down the line, once we get enough people onboarded, uh, we'll be raising the prices. So definitely jump on that soon. Uh, but uh, just learn to learn more, head on over to techblogbuilder.com. It's a new service. I'm super excited about it. And uh, and let me know what you think. All righty. That's, that's oh. an awesome, awesome product. Sounds absolutely fabulous. And, you know, the one, one thing about, um, you know, it is so important to post content regularly that's relevant to your target audience. And most businesses don't have the time to do that certainly on a consistent basis. So that's a really wonderful service. Yeah, and it's, it's something that, that uh, people will approach me about. Business owners will approach me saying, hey, I just don't have time to blog or do you have mm. you know, advice on where I can find a good writer or something like that. Um, so I figured we had a good process already. Why not just make that available to the people yeah. who need it? And uh, yeah, uh, hopefully um, it'll help folks who, who, uh, who want it. So cool. So that's that. Now, uh, now we get to the good stuff, right? We get to the interview here with uh, with Jurgen Strauss, and he is the chief innovator at InnovaBiz. Um, and InnovaBiz is a digital it's a digital marketing company, and they specialize in de- uh, delivering exceptional results for business coaches. So I love I love you. You practice what you preach, right? We're going to be talking today yeah. about. Um, finding your ideal client and, and right there, you, you know, you found your ideal client, it's business coaches, you know, who you're, you're targeting and who you serve best. And I think that's something super important for everybody to kind of hone in on. So first of all, welcome for being here. Uh, Thank you. you. (laughs) Thanks again. Yeah. 
so um, before we jump into the topic at hand, uh, I'd like to just kind of get a little bit of a background uh, on you and um, you know what brought you to where you are today running Innova Biz. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, where in the world are you? Because uh, yeah. we, we can hear that accent. So <laughs> okay, this is yeah. a global show. So, yeah, we like I, to know where, where our guests are from. Yeah, interesting background. So I'm actually German by birth, which explains my name. But I've lived in Australia for most of my life, so that's where the accent comes from. So I'm based in a little country town just outside of Geelong, which is near Melbourne. So it's on the way down to the Great Ocean Road, one of the most spectacular coastal um, stretches in the world, and and so nice. nice place, nice place in the world. Um, I guess my background: I was actually trained as a chemist, an industrial chemist, research chemist. I started off in the photographic industry, then moved into specialty chemicals area, particularly chemicals that went into the paint industry. And I was always into computers from the very early days when, you know, PCs became available and was using computers in that industry for a lot of things. I developed my first website with a small team back in 1997. It was an authority site called the Paint Quality Institute that was only shut down recently because of the company that acquired the company I was working for decided it was no longer of value, which is, in my opinion, a massive mistake. But anyway, that's a mm. different story. That's another story, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so from being a chemist, obviously, I got involved in a whole range of things over a 27-year corporate career. I was um, managing teams right around the world, global teams, when, you know, before we had things like Zoom, which would have been really useful, but we were doing um, fax um, actually, uh, telex machines in the early wow. days, then fax, then, you know, um, teleconferences, a lot of those, and a lot of travel, obviously. Um, went through business management roles, marketing roles, a little bit of internet stuff. And after 27 years, I started to get a bit frustrated with the changing direction because one of my core values is is service to my customers. And I felt that the uh, a lot of the changes that were happening were driven by, um, you know, the new wave of MBAs that were looking at figures and numbers and accounting and not really concerned about customers anymore. So after about two years of frustration, I decided to take the hint and and head out on my own. And so I thought, well, you know, business systems and marketing for small business is an area that has huge opportunities, small business um, you know, really is driving the modern economy and yet um, they do struggle a lot with marketing and business systems. And in the early days when I started, so I've been running InnovaBiz for 11 years now. In the early days, many small businesses didn't have a website and that kind of became my gateway to get in. So I started actually building websites myself um, and then building websites that were actually marketing tools as opposed to the online brochure. That was the common thing for the website in those days. Right. So you're kind of on the cutting edge of using a website as a marketing tool um, to get business and uh, generate leads and revenue and stuff. And that it, it, yeah. it takes businesses a, sometimes a while to realize, or sometimes they never realize that that's yeah. really what the website should be for, right? It's not a that's vanity right. yeah. project. It's, yeah. it's a, it's a and, tool. And the website, yeah. And, and one of the key messages for me is the website's not, 
for you, the business owner, the websites for your customers, your potential customers, which, you know, explains why it's so important to know who they are. Right. So, hey, perfect transition to, <laughs> um, to, to the ideal client. So let's talk a little bit about um, why it's important to, to know who your ideal client is. Why can't I just say what services I'm offering? Hey, this is what I do. I'm super good at it. And then whoever comes, comes. Uh, why should I go through the, the, the process of figuring out who my ideal client is? Yeah. Great question. And, and, you know, the reasons, there's, there's a whole range of reasons, but basically the, you know, when you get really clear about your ideal client and how you communicate with them and what it is you can do with them, what their problems and needs are, um, it just changes everything, transforms your business. Um, the, uh, it makes it so much easier to market. So, for example, if, um, if you're, let's say you're, you're a computer shop supporting Apple computers um, and you're a licensed Apple dealer, well, if you're marketing to anybody that has a computer, you've got people that have PC machines. Obviously, they're not going to come to you because you're not the specialist in that area. Maybe you can't even help them because your business is focused on Apple. So, But if you get really clear about who your ideal audience is and you focus your entire marketing on them and you talk about Apple computers and you establish yourself as the expert on Apple computers, then you know that audience is going to be attracted to you. And it saves you a lot of time and money in your marketing. Right, yeah, and I, I, could tol- I totally agree with that. Um, it's something that I've been doing um, I have I, I have an ideal client for me for it's a computer business owner and in you know I've got the the list of attributes so when we're talking about um, identifying our ideal client how far do we go with that so I could say like if I'm a computer business owner I can say my ideal client is a doctor you know is that is that enough how how specific do we need to get yeah I, I like to get really specific. And there's a bunch of reasons for that. So, so my ideal client, for example, you mentioned the business coaches. So I have a name and, a, and an image to go with that. So Coach Sam is my ideal client, Sam for Samantha. And there's an image, a picture of a lady there that I've chosen. And when I, I can see that image in front of me now and I can immediately trigger a whole lot of uh, attributes that I've given that ideal client avatar. So... Th- the reasons, you know, first of all, I dig into what are their um, psychographics, so, you know, age and gender and, and those sort of things, what sort of car do they drive, what's their family status and so on. And a lot of that is around, you know, establishing kind of a, a bit of a personal touch. So when you talk to them, you can relate the problems they're having to, you know, the, the bigger environment of their life. What, what's going on in their life around that, what might be going on. So if you talk about, um, you know, do you need to get your teenage kids to help you with your computer, for example, and, and that is your avatar, then people immediately relate to that. They say, yep, you understand me, you understand my problems. Um, then I like to go to the next level of, you know, understanding their needs and their frustrations and even going, I know one of your guests talked about the five whys on one of the podcasts and, and we like to do that exercise in terms of what are their needs but then, you know, what's behind those needs. So their needs might be 
you know, they've got a, a computer that's running too slow. But what, you know, why is that the case? Why are they frustrated about that? And so there might be a whole range of um, different reasons why they're frustrated with those sort of things that gets you to a level of, you know, talking about frustration. So let's say somebody wants to buy a computer. The end decision is going to be emotional. So whilst they might list all the attributes they want, you know, processor speed, hard disk size, screen size, um, you know, can it run games, can it do this, can it do that? But at the end of the day, there's some emotional level there. So, you know, you get people that are attached to Apple, you get people that are more attached to the Windows PC environment, and there's no real logic to that. It's an emotional attachment. And if you can get down to that level and understand you know, who are the fans of Apple, who are the fans of PC because of the emotions that are driving that, then that gives you a lot more empathy for that audience so that when you're writing those blog posts, when you're doing advertising, when you're doing your marketing, you can bring that empathy to bear and you can immediately kind of hook people in because they think, hey, this person understands me. And then we even drill down to the level, okay, what, what kind of um, communication styles do they prefer? So are they a more visual person so that you have to get on video to talk to them? You have to have a lot of photographs or infographics or, you know, diagrams to explain things to them? Or are they somebody that is more auditory in terms of uh, listening? So they like to listen to things, which means, you know, you might want to do more podcasting things or you might want to record audio lessons for them. Uh, or are they somebody that is analytical? So they want to see tables of, of comparisons, you know, tables of features and benefits and so on. So we, you know, we really drill down to that entire level. And we even go to the level of saying, well, what do those people believe and what are their values? Um, wow. And and compare that to, well, where's the alignment with our own values and where's the alignment with our own beliefs and what do they believe that we don't believe? That's the really tough one because sometimes, and, and in a computer environment, it might be um, somebody that runs a computer shop might think that it's really easy to format a hard disk or it's really easy to um, compress, uh, compact a hard disk or things like that, whereas the normal user might find that totally intimidating and, and you know, considers that something they wouldn't dare try themselves. Right. So if you can understand, you know, that here's some things that that person believes that I don't believe and how can I deal with that? How can I communicate at that level? That's su- su- super interesting. There's a lot to unpack there. Um, yeah. So you, you know, so you're saying you get very super specific, and uh, you talk about you know their physical traits, their uh, some of their emotional traits, um, some of their habits, and, and that sort of thing. Now, where where are where are we coming up with this stuff when we're putting together this avatar? <laughs> Is this are we just making this stuff up? Is this someone we wish existed but maybe could never exist uh, that we're shooting for? Or is this, are we using an existing client as a model? How do we kind of come up with all of this information? That's a great question. And you mentioned early on that it's a fun exercise. So there's a bit of fantasy around this, um, but the easiest way to do this is to use existing clients as a model. So um, how I recommend that people start with it and how I start with it is who are my best clients? Who are the ones I really enjoy working with? 
you know, and, and there's, I've kind of got five or six criteria for my clients that are around, you know, they've got to be action takers. They, I don't like working with people that procrastinate because that frustrates me. Um, I like to work with people that want to have a big impact on the world, that have big goals. I work with people that, you know, are, are aligned in values with me and also people that pay on time, of course. They're fun to work with. I like to have fun. Um, so if, you know, if they have fun and, and it's fun to work with them, then that's important to me. And also people that respect my advice. So if I tell them something, they don't try to micromanage me or challenge me. But at the same time, they hold me accountable and also, um, you know, bring suggestions to the table, even though my expertise might be what's, what's driving this. So they're kind of my criteria. And I look at some, uh, some of my clients and I say, well, who... Who really fits that well? Who do I love working with and what attributes do they have? And that's kind of the start point. And there might be three or four of those that I'll then combine together and, and bring together this fictional person that is kind of my ideal client. Right. And so um, talk about the values piece a little bit because that's that's one that that I don't hear too often that – you have you know certain values that you want your clients to to have, and why is that important? Why does it matter? Um, as long as they're willing to pay you and they have an interesting project, yeah. where do values come in? Yeah, well, the values come in in a sense, and and I don't mean you know values as as to um, their personal values necessarily. Although obviously, you know, things like um, you know I've been approached by um, an escort agency to do a website, and I said, well, no, I'm not going to do that you know so there's right. there's values at that level where you say well no you know for, for a clash of personal values I, I don't want to deal with that client but then there's there's values around um, what what do people think about marketing what do people think about getting out in the public domain and writing blog posts what do people think about taking an approach of asking for a sale or uh, you know when you know when they're promoting their businesses, so some some business coaches, for example, they um, you know they want to contribute, they want to change the world. Most of them have a big servant's heart, but a lot of them are you know they they don't like asking for money, they don't like asking for sale. You know they'll, they'll yep. kind of almost do stuff for free, and that's a values thing around how they value their time and how they value their money. And right. for me. That becomes an issue because you know if they don't value their time and value you know their services and put value on that and charge their clients for their services, then you know they're going to impose those values on me when they work with me. So that's then, where the values bit comes in. Yeah, and then you end up you know having that tension or that that constant yeah, yeah. conflict with them, or you're trying to get them to see the world one way and they just don't see it that way. And That's we've right, all, yeah. I think we've all had experience with those clients before where, <laughs> you know, hey, you're trying to tell them, you know, what's best for them, but they just won't listen. And, and yeah. it's a, it's a constant struggle. And so, yeah, I think, you know, if you can avoid those types of clients, that's great. And, and so, yeah, that makes sense. And even the personal values, I can see that because when I, when I used to do computer repair, there was a client who was the polar opposite of political spectrum that I'm on. And when I would go to his house, he would constantly try to engage me in conversation, 
political conversation and see how I felt about things. And, and, you know, he was, I think he was looking for me to like agree with him and say, yeah, I'm with you, but I was not with him. I was the total (laughs) opposite of with him. And so I tried to just be, you know, polite and say, oh, you know, I'm not sure. I don't really think about that stuff. And it was always very uncomfortable for me. And I think Mm -hmm. if I had a good client avatar, one that was, you know, had certain values that weren't that I could have probably avoided that situation entirely. Um, Because it was hard to do good work for that person when they're constantly trying to, you know, put their political beliefs on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any any time you're in that situation where it's uncomfortable for whatever reason, you know, it, it generally comes back to some clash of values. That that's where I've you know what I've found. And so if you really understand that up front, it makes it a lot easier. So, um, so, and, and we're going as far as, you know, determining the, uh, the, the gender of the ideal client is, is that, is that necessary? Uh, and the, the image also, is that necessary? What is, what does that part of it do as far as putting together the profile? The gender is, is something that, you know, I mean, a lot of times the ideal client can be either gender. And in fact, I, I usually, so I've selected Coach Sam. So a lot of my ideal clients have names that could be either gender. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, nice. and so I do that on purpose because the gender is not necessarily important. And some of the psychographics are not necessarily important, although if you're dealing directly, um, say, through a computer shop directly with the client, it, it may be more important because when people come into the store, you know, often you'll say, well, how's the family, you know, What's that new car of yours doing? So, you know, right. all of that is part of building that relationship and delighting the client because you you know, they be like to, to come in. They like to come into your store because you care about them, right? Yeah, and you might be able to relate to a certain gender better or a certain type of person better. Yeah, yeah, that may be the case. Yeah. The yeah. image, the image is really important because it's a visual hook. So for me, you know, I can see the image of Coach Sam in front of me and that brings up a whole raft of things. So I've got three pages of handwritten notes. So we have a questionnaire that, you know, and we can share the link to that um, for the audience. We have a questionnaire that we actually work through to really dig deep on all these things that I've talked about on your ideal client and work work those out. And the um, And I condense that into three pages of, you know, a whole lot of bullet points in the various areas. And the image, for me, will trigger, you know, a lot of those bullet points. Mm. So if I'm, for example, if I'm writing a blog post for the coaching market, I'll have that image in my mind and I'll be, it'll be as if I'm having a conversation with Coach Sam. So I'm talking to Coach Sam and I'm explaining to her about what this topic is. That way, you don't have to have like a, a bullet list of all the, the the traits and stuff of this ideal client that That's you're looking right, at yeah. while you're writing. Yeah, I have a look at I have a look at that those sheets from time to time, but yeah, it's kind of a lot of that is unconscious now, and it's triggered through that image. Some For, people even go to the extent of you know having a lot more fun with this. I know of one business; it's actually a coaching training business that um, has a cutout um, figure full you know person height cutout figure in the foyer of their (laughs) office and Mm -hmm. it's carol 
and they dress her up. So they, they dress her up in themes so every other day she's dressed up, you know, and that's the ideal client and it's in the foyer because that's where the people who answer the phones, you know, the first point of uh, contact is. Okay. And so anybody that calls the phone, they're looking at Carol and they're basically talking to Carol. Okay, now I'm wondering where the where where it crosses the line to creepy. If you have like a, <laughs> yeah. a cut out of some or a mannequin of the, yeah, your yeah. ideal client or something, but yeah, that's cool. You know, my ideal client is actually a real person. It's a real client of mine, um, and he's a delight to work with, and yeah. he buys all of my stuff. And so it, that's the person, and, and it really helps if it's a real person because then mm-hmm. you don't have to make up a profile. It's, it's that's right, yeah, you know. Um, so that's the person I always have in mind when I write blog posts and when I create new services. Hmm. And I usually actually ping him and say, "Hey, what do you think of this?" <laughs> and yeah, yeah. He'll, he'll let me know. And uh, so, yeah, that's that's a great. It's it's really worth it, and it's really helpful. Um, so when we have this um, this profile, what what do we do with it? So you talked about you know when you write a blog post, you can have the image of the person in your mind. Is this also something we can use to? Um, filter or qualify customers. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, um, how, so how I, do we do that? I do use it to filter and qualify customers. The um, one of the things you know people kind of hold against this idea of defining an ideal client to this level is and and niching down. So you know this is also niching down and getting very specific. So you know the narrower you get, and Seth Godin says something like. Um, you know, find the smallest audience you can live with and absolutely obsess over them and delight them and, you know, that's going to make all the difference and and that really is so true. Now, a lot of people say, but I'm going to miss out on this stuff that's over here or over here. That's not the case because if somebody from over there or over there contacts you and says, you know, can you help me, it's entirely up to you. You know, it's your choice just because they're not, uh, a match for that ideal client avatar. There's no rule that says you can't work with them. So it's right. basically it's your choice at that point. But you can use it to filter. So sometimes there'll be you know there'll be things like I have this checklist that I mentioned earlier, which is just six or so points. And if one of those is you know I can't say hell yeah to one of those, and I'm undecided. Um, that's already a red flag, you know, and occasionally I've, I've ignored that and gone ahead and worked with a person and nearly always it's come back to bite me. And sometimes so. you have, like, you're in a position, it's a good position to be in, and it's, it happens to me sometimes, I wish it would happen more, where you have an option of a few different projects and you can only work on one or two. Mm-hmm. You don't have the bandwidth to work on all of them, so you have to actually turn away somebody. How do yeah. you choose who to turn away? And you whip out that client profile. You that's right. Yeah, put it against those guys, and then and then figure out you know the best match for you. And sometimes it's not obvious on the surface. Sometimes you have to really kind of dig into it a little bit. Mm. But in terms of how you use it, so we've got a twelve step program that we work um, total marketing system through, and the first three are uh, the first four steps. So it's three stages: the before stage, so when people don't know about you yet, their prospects they. They're out in the world somewhere and they're a match for your ideal client avatar. They're a match for your products or services, but they don't know about you. The second phase, the steps five to eight, um, are the lead 
generation stage, lead generation and lead conversion. So that's where, you know, they found you, they know about you, they're kind of getting to know you, but they haven't made the purchase decision yet. And then the final stage, we actually close the loop and we say, you know, once you make the sale, so the sale happens at the end of the lead generation stage, but once you make the sale, there's actually a whole lot more that happens which really should be part of your marketing. So there's definitely delivering your your service and um, or products and, you know, around that, I mean, we don't advise people on that because they know how to do that, but what we do advise people on, there's a whole lot of peripheral activities around that that can leverage your marketing such as, you know, having a really good onboarding process, having a, a really good uh, communication process and then the um, steps we do after that is, you know, bringing people on board so that their referral um, you know, there's a referral system in place. There's, a, mm-hmm. um, you know, you actually convert them into fans so that they're doing the marketing for you essentially because they love what they've experienced. And then kind of we close the loop and how do we systemize the whole thing um, and and elevate it some more. So all of that is based on step one being, you know, knowing who the ideal client is and then step two is, really digging deep on their needs and and matching what you have to offer to their needs. So, you know, some of the things that come out of that then is, you know, you talked about a new product that you've developed um, or a new service. So you see opportunities with the ideal client of needs that they have that you can fill, but you don't necessarily right. have a product or service right there for that, but you have the skills and you have the know-how to do that. So there's an opportunity. That's a, gr- that's a great point. If, if you, you know, are thinking about releasing a new service, before you do that, think, you know, is my ideal client going to be thrilled with this service? Mm. If so, great. If not, you know, maybe try to, try to think of what they would be thrilled with. Um, and then and then deliver that because if you have a, a service that's geared at another type of client, then again you're going to have that conflict mm-hmm. where there's one type of client over here, but you have other parts of your business that are targeted at another type of client, and and there you you, you have to keep all that straight, and it can get mm-hmm. very confusing. It's nice to have the clarity of uh, a, a product, a niche, the, an industry niche, and a, and an ideal client, and that makes everything so much easier. You talked about. Um, you know, uh, the having them be delighted and then refer other people to you. And if you have an ideal client in your pipeline and you deliver the service to them, uh, and it's for them, they're going to be delighted, and then they're going to refer more of them. That's more right. People yeah, like that's them, right. Because right? they're probably the, hanging out same, with the same yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of a self fulfilling snowball that, that mm-hmm. keeps going once you get the few of those ideal clients and you target your business to them. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's what I've been doing with, with all the stuff that I do. And it's great because there's, there's a lot of cynicism in the, uh, computer repair business and IT industry. And I'm not a cynic. I'm kind of a positive, you know, look on the bright side type of thinker. And so I like to attract those type of people to my business. So that's the persona I put out there. That's the type of person I'm trying, trying to attract through my marketing. And slowly but surely, I'm able to weed out those, you know, naysayers mm-hmm. and the people I don't work with well. And uh, and I have a good group of customers, great group of listeners to the podcast. And it it definitely, I'm I'm living proof that this stuff works. Yeah, and it, it makes you it so a, much easier. Also, you know, we're talking about yep. delighting the customer and how that then 
um, generates momentum. Uh, it makes it so much easier to delight the customer when they're a delight to work with, right? And when when you're a really yeah, good match. Whereas if it's if it's a struggle and that you have to work really hard to delight them, and and even you know even despite your best efforts, you might still fall short. Yep. That's so true. I think, and we've all been there, I think, yeah, for sure. That's right. So you, you've got some cool tools to help with um, with kind of going through the process of, of, of putting together a, a client profile. My favorite is the, the client profile form, where it's kind of a step-by-step form that you, you go through and, and you fill out. And um, I was just, it's super slick, and it asks you a bunch of questions, and you just fill them out. It starts with, um, you know, why you want to get to know your ideal client, and then you go through, you know, what's their gender, um, how many kids, do they have kids, do they have pets, um, do they rent or own a home. Mm-hmm. I like how this dives, it gets super specific. Yeah. Um, behaviors like where do they like to hang out, what do they love to do, what do they eat and drink, because, hey, you know, you might go to networking events, what networking event should you go to to find your ideal client? What what re- if you hold a networking event? What kind of restaurant should you hold it at? Mm. You go back to your client profile and see, you know, where do they like to eat? Where where do they frequent? Um, let's see some of the other questions. What do they value? What are their aspirations? So where are they trying to be? And maybe mm. you know, say, hey, I can help you get to where you're yeah, trying yeah. to be. Um, what is the attitude or attitudes? Um, what do they believe that you don't believe? Mm. That's what what's what's the thinking behind that question? Well, that's that's um, that's really the empathy one because um, you know we kind of assume that everybody else has a similar opinion to what I have, and right. of course that's not right. Um, so if I understand where there's differences um, in beliefs, now yeah, you know, that could be political belief, it could be religious belief, it could be something less um, fundamental, and that it could be. Um, what I said earlier, you know, some people believe that it's really hard to um, compact and reorganise your hard drive. It's really hard to um, remember passwords and so on. And yet, um, uh, people in the IT industry would say, "Hey, that's you know trivial." So that's you know that's a different belief as well. And if you understand that, and you understand, hey, you know, I can't make that assumption about somebody else. Yeah, that's 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 interesting. I, I like that. Um- and then here's another one I saw. Who this is great. Who is your client's ideal <laughs> yeah, client? Yeah. <laughs> this is so, like Inception stuff going on here. Yeah, yeah. So you can actually you can actually you know, repeat the exercise for their ideal client, but then you're doing their job for them. But it's good to yeah, it's good to have an idea, particularly in the B two B area, because the um, often you know. I mean, we do digital marketing for business coaches, so we help them put together their marketing program. So obviously, we take them through that 12-step process, and the first step of that process is who is their ideal client. Um, So it it certainly, you know, even if you're not doing marketing, if you're just working with somebody providing services to other businesses or other clients, it helps if you know who their ideal client is because that gives you some more insight into, you know, what are the issues they're dealing with. That's something that I don't do often enough. And I think that's something that everybody doesn't do often enough is if you're working, you know, if you're working with other businesses, really understand who their client is. And then when you're speaking to them, because your client, they, they care about delighting their client. Mm. So if you can help your client, 
delight their client, yeah. <laughs> then they're going yeah. to uh, respond to that. That's and, right. And yeah. that's that's great. That's yeah. that's that's really cool. So, I like that. So one of my best clients um, is a business coach, and her ideal client is in the allied health industry, um, and you know they're typically people that are either um, growing a practice. So they're not on their own. They're growing a practice and they're managing a business as well as providing the allied health services or they're working in a practice and looking to move out of there and start up their own. So, you know, that, that's quite specific as well. And if I understand that, then I know, you know, how to direct her marketing campaigns in terms of where they've got to be um, positioned and who they should be talking to. Yeah, for sure. And even in the IT space, you know, you want to know, you know, what are the uh, what are the key um, uh, pieces of technology that you know can't can't go down? They have to be redundant. Um, it could be, you know, there's there's a POS system because it's you know they're they're doing right, transactions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? All of that stuff will help you determine what technology is important and and how to streamline that and everything. So, super important. I think that's that's a great great insight. Um, some other stuff you have on the the form here, you know, how, what's their preferred communication style? So phone, email, social media, face to face. I know I prefer, you know, I'm not a phone person. I like to communicate via email, um, and so that's that's what my ideal client is like. And so I do all of my communication via email. I don't even publish my phone number, and that helps to kind of filter out that type of client. And then how do they learn? You know, visual, auditory. Um, kinesthetic, and that can kind of help you maybe put together some different types of marketing. Hmm. Um, how do they like to receive their goodies? <laughs> nice. Um, and how do they network? Yeah, in, in meetups or coffee chats. Yeah, this is great. This makes you think about hmm. you know things that you don't normally think about about how to where to meet your clients and how to communicate with them. Um, cool. So I'm going to put a link to this in it's, I already put it in Facebook. I'll put it in the show notes. You also have, um, a template that you, that people can, uh, take a look at and fill out where you have like the kind of the, the picture of, of your ideal client and, and you can fill out, uh, kind of fill out the profile around the picture for, for that person. Yeah. So the, then, uh, the last step of that questionnaire essentially is to take all that information and put it into these into this template and I think in the template I've actually got coach Sam there as as an example (laughs) yep there she is (laughs) great so um is there anything else uh that we didn't touch on that you wanted to touch on about uh your ideal client avatar um no I I think we've probably covered covered all the important (laughs) bits yeah cool yeah I I think it's again it's kind of um, if you guys have, you know, if, if you guys have the time and I think you should find the time, go through this, this worksheet and fill it out. Um, and, uh, and just, just have that there. It's, it's something that takes you five minutes to do. Once you do it, you have it for the rest of your business career, basically. And of course you can update it and, and change it over time, but it's a great thing to have ready to go when you're writing emails, when you're putting together a, a social media post, when you're, um, putting together, uh, you know, an advertising campaign or, uh, you know, a flyer or whatever. Um, even your website and the forms you build on your website, if you want to insert some humor or whatever, mm. um, all of that stuff should be focusing on your ideal client, and it just kind of, it all kind of writes itself, really, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you when you when you do that. So, yeah. 
I'm, I'm, I'm a big believer in this. I've been reading a lot of books recently on um, story, storytelling and, and, you know, messaging and I don't know because maybe it's because I'm focused on it, but it's the you know the red car syndrome. But I'm seeing this you know ideal client as the first stage of all of that. So um, I'm reading the story brand, story brand. Uh-huh. I think it is by uh, Donald Miller, which is a great book, and he talks about um, you know t- uh, using stories in your marketing, telling stories. And that, you know, it's not your story. The hero of your story is the client and you're just the guide. So, well, just, mm. you know, you're the guide, which right. is actually the most important role. But, you know, right. most people want to be the hero. And, and so he says, you know, you're the guide. So the hero is your ideal client. So, you know, and a lot of what he talks about comes back to understanding how you position that person as the hero, which to me is, you know, if you really know the ideal client. The other, um, the other thing that might be worth talking about, this, this exercise you can use, you know, if you're doing presentations or you're doing webinars, well, I, writing blog posts so you've got an audience, um, doing a presentation you have an audience, doing a webinar you have an audience. So sometimes it's really good to actually do an ideal audience profile. So, you know, don't call it a client, oh. call it an audience and get, you know, a deeper level of understanding of that and then use that to put together the presentation material. So that works really well. And I've even used like it. That. I've even turned it around the other way and I've done one on myself. So I've done this exercise using myself, which is a great um, way to practice it. Because you know, oh, you know the answers, or you should know the answers, <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, and then give that to somebody else who's you know one of your best suppliers, and say, "Have a look at this. Uh, this is me. You know, if you see <laughs> this, you'll understand me." And now I expect your service levels to improve. And I've also done <laughs> it um, with companies that are looking to hire, and say, "Well, who's your ideal team member profile?" and balance right. on that, and that gives them a great starting point for putting together um, a job specification and, and doing the hiring process. Man, this could work in, in all forms of life. Yeah. Ideal best friend. I, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't gone into the ideal partner bit yet. But <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah, cool. I mean, it is kind of like dating where you're trying yeah, to find the is, ideal yeah. person for your business. And, and, this and is, I think we say like me, your, your new best friend on the form at the, somewhere near the yep. start. Yep. That's right. Awesome. Well, I, I think that's that's great. I think this is this, there's a lot of great insights. I got some golden nuggets from this for sure. Um, I'm going to go ahead and link to uh, all of the resources you have in the show notes. And uh, if someone just wanted to reach out to you to say hi or to thank you for being on the show, what's the best place to find um, you? Well, they can reach me at Jurgen at Inovabiz. That's J-U-R-G-E-N at Inovabiz.com.au or my Twitter handle is at Inovabiz. Um, so that they're the best places. Okay, great. Um, well, thanks for being a guest on the podcast. Uh, Thank you, Matthew. Again, I'm sure I'll see you around the groups and in yep. the communities that we're a member of. Um, but uh, appreciate you uh, coming out as always. Thank you. Thanks. All right, guys. So that's going to do it for this episode. Before uh, we end, just wanted to mention our second sponsor really quick. That's Tech Site Builder. So uh, if you want a website for your computer business and the one you have is outdated or it's not 
working as well. It's not converting clients. Um, it's, it's, it's a lot to maintain or, you know, you're just frustrated with it. Um, then check out TechSide Builder. It's, it's a platform that you can sign up for. And we basically give you a website builder that you can use to build out your, your computer business website with only the tools that you would need as a computer business owner. So we give you, um, you know, intake forms. We give you the, uh, the photos of, of, you know, different IT type things that you would want for your, your, uh, your website. We give you kind of filler content that you can get started with to see what type of content would work best on your website. Then, of course, we have a blog. We have a place where you can list your services. We have a place where you can list testimonials. And then the most important thing is to contact you. So we make it very easy to put your contact information at the top of the site, at the bottom of the site. You can have like a Google map that shows where your business is. And you don't need to code. You don't need to know any technical stuff. You just uh, jump on, uh, fill out the information, follow the tutorial videos. And it, you know, in about an hour, you can have a brand new, fully functioning website that looks like it was built by a pro, but the, the secret is, shh, don't tell anyone, it was built by you in about an hour um, with the help of Tech Site Builder, of course. Uh, plus, if you don't even have time to do that, we could take care of all of that for you. So we have some uh, you know, options called concierge services where we will help build out the website for you. We'll write the content. We'll do the blog posts. We'll uh, tweak the SEO and, and make sure that your website gets found in search engines. Um, do the keyword research and all that stuff for you. So if you don't have time or you don't want to take care of it, we'll take care of it for you. All that is available for you at a low monthly price. So check that out at techsitebuilder.com. That's going to do it for this episode of the Computer Business Marketing Show. Don't forget to join us in the Facebook group. It's the Computer Business Marketing Group. Um, you can find that at techsitebuilder.com slash group. That'll forward you to the Facebook group. It's a great, um, you know, curated group. So you have to answer a couple questions to get into it. Um, just, you know, let me know that you have a business, <laughs> a computer business. Um, and, you know, it's a great place to just ask questions about, you know, marketing. Um, there's new services popping up all the time uh, to help you market your computer business. What works, what doesn't. You could talk about that. Um, you know, maybe you have some ideas for blog posts you want to run by the group first. It's a great community, very helpful. Um, and you can check that out at the Computer Business Marketing Group in Facebook. Also, um, just a reminder, if you listen to this podcast on iTunes or Stitcher, be sure to give us a shout out and leave a review. We love to hear your feedback and every comment you leave uh, helps us get found in those platforms. And, and we just, we, we like the love. We, we love to share the love around here. Uh, finally, don't forget to check out our sponsors, Tech Blog Builder at techblogbuilder.com and Tech Site Builder at techsitebuilder.com. We see a theme going here now. <laughs> um, awesome. Thanks, guys, for checking out the Computer Business Marketing Show. My name is Matthew Rodella saying here's to your success. Mm-hmm.